Hello, welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, and human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now, here's your host, two-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kosowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Women Show, where we talk about leadership, business, and human potential, helping you live a life that's rich from the inside out. I am super excited to share with you someone I'm considering to be a new dear friend in my life, and uh, just an amazing gentleman. Levi Sanford is widely regarded as a global leader in direct response advertising, lead generation, and online conversion strategy. He transformed online advertising campaigns for the most influential entrepreneurs and brands in over 47 industries across five continents, spending over 30 million and receiving over 53 billion ad impressions in the past five years alone. Levi believes that we can truly solve the world's problems through effective campaigning. Levi's mission is to help people who may be on their last dollar or last day of hope in find a way to improve their businesses and improve their lives so they can fulfill their purpose and destiny in life. Levi enjoys using his passion for creativity in everything he does and loves spending time with his beautiful wife, Emily, and their beautiful pet, Cappy Barra named Sweetie, who is, has a tons of Instagram followers. So please welcome to the show, Levi Sanford. Thank you so much, Deborah. It's fantastic to be here. Thank you for your time. I'm um, just extremely honored to be uh, able to hopefully impart some of the things that I've learned on my journey to, uh, to help all of you that are listening and, and watching along as well. Well, one of the biggest things that when I met you that stands out for me from anybody I've ever met is really coming from a place of putting those hearts in seats and really come from a place of ethically marketing to people and helping fill that room. Cause we've, we've heard in the industry, there's a little bit taintedness. So I'd love for you to address that about what ethical really means when it comes to the industry of speakers and coaches and trainers around the world. That's right. Well, it's been, it's been quite the journey. And, you know, what, what's really happened in the last 12 to 18 months has been a tremendous shift in really my, my mindset, my mission, my purpose, and really getting that clarity and being able to focus on how can I make the biggest impact and how can I, you know, how can I really um, make the change in the world that's much bigger than a one-on-one -on -one basis. How can I do that? And it's, and it's really from that, and it was from this phenomenal experience of attending one of the events that I was promoting at the time. So this was about, uh, this was about a year and a half ago. I attended Colin, Colin Sprake's three-day business mastery event. And for everyone who knows Colin, it's a phenomenal event. And so much transformation happens in that room. And this was an experience that was new for me. At that time, I had promoted about four or 500 events. At this point, we're almost to a thousand events promoted, but at that time it was about four or 500, but I never attended an event that I promoted. Can, can you imagine? 
Isn't that, fu- it's, it sounds funny, yeah. but a lot of our clients were overseas, Australia, the UK, et cetera. So this was the first opportunity. And I noticed that there was something different about this speaker, about Colin Sprake. And I thought, he's got something, he's coming from a real heart-based kind of ethical place that oftentimes we didn't experience in working with other speakers who may be focused on the money aspect or maybe focused on the fame aspect or just didn't quite have their organization um, really coming from that place that Colin was coming from. So I thought, I'm going to go and attend this event. I'm going to see what it's all about. And I kind of want to, you know, I want to do a better job of promoting this speaker because I feel like he's doing some really cool stuff. I feel like he's doing the best work on the planet. So I'm going to go check it out. I went to that event, totally open-minded. And this is just a testament to getting outside of your comfort zone, you know, putting yourself in the way of the universe to give you more experiences and more things, you know, to be able to, to infiltrate your mind. And I just, I just thought I'm going to be open. I'm just going to see where this takes me. And over those three days, I got, I really got a chance to think about my business, my life, it's really important just taking that time and setting aside that time to really reflect. But more than that, I got a chance to connect with a lot of the people that I had promoted and more or less directly facilitated into that room. And that was the real kind of turning point for me. Whereas before I had been operating from a place of kind of a CV based organization or, or a resume based you know, a focus where it's like, I'm good at these skills. I'm good at these things. So therefore I'm going to create a business. I'm going to sell them as products and services. That was where I was at at the time. Then after going through this whole process at this event and realizing it really starts with why, and you know, Simon Sinek and there, this is this great philosophy that you start with. Why is it that you're in business? Why is it that you're alive? Why is it that you are on this planet? And what is it that, you know, you are looking to achieve and that what difference do you want to make? So in kind of exploring some of these things, um, where my why came from was in engaging with one of uh, the attendees at the event. So at the end of the event, um, this wonderful lady comes up and she says, you know, hey, my boyfriend saw the ad because of course Colin says, oh, Levi's the Facebook ads guy. He does all the traffic and all of that. So, um, So she came up, she said, my boyfriend saw the ad he clicked through the ad, he saw the landing page, he signed up for this event, and he brought me, he dragged me along with him, he forced me to come to this event, and you know, nobody knows this, but today was the day that I was going to take my life. Oh. You know, today was the day that I was going to commit to killing myself. I had tried it before, and you know, I had really just decided that this was my last straw. And she said, you know, through these three days, not only have I committed to my own health and my own life, which is just phenomenal in itself. But she said, I am now going to dedicate my life to helping other people who are struggling with the mental illness and the, um, you know, the depression and everything else that I'm dealing with as well. And all of these thoughts and all of this negative mindset behavior, my mission now is to go and help those people. And that's what she told, told me. And, it, and when I heard that, it just, it really started to seep in and really connect. But then the next sentence that she said, just shook me to the core and it just totally changed my entire life completely in the second. And she said, had you not placed that Facebook ad, I wouldn't be on this planet right now. And give me chills. (laughs) Yeah. You're telling me I'm, I'm here standing face to face, you know, to this woman who is now totally on fire and passionate and I'm looking in her eyes and I'm seeing, I'm seeing the difference that I'm making. You know, I think a lot of times, a lot of us make a lot of difference that 
we don't unfortunately get a chance to see myself being behind a computer 90% of the time, like I'm right now, yeah. you know, it's, it's sometimes easy for us to think of data and metrics and sales and dollars. And it's sometimes easy for us to forget that there's a human being behind there. And that's a real life. That's, that's an infinite being that, that you are facilitating into an experience. And with that, came a wave of accountability and responsibility because I realized in that moment that I have an incredible responsibility to lead the sheep to the shepherd and not lead the sheep to the wolf. And that was the deciding moment that I said, you know what? Before, before this event, we were the digital ad agency, do everything in-house, full suite agency. After this experience, we became We Fill Events. Right, so we, we got that clarity of mission, we got that focus, and we said, our mission is to, I know that there are other speakers like Collins Break out there who operate from a heart-centered place, who are an ethical speaker, who are doing right by their students, by their clients. Mm -hmm. There are a tremendous amount of people out there. Yes, there are speakers who are doing it for the wrong reasons as well, but I believe that if I put my message out there, I will attract the right people. And you know what, it's been, just tremendous. It's been a phenomenal response of people coming out and saying, you know what? I have a message. I have something to give to the world. And now you are enabling me as the speaker to be able to do this, you know, myself and be able to have this option of being able to speak anywhere and do an event anywhere and be able to fill it and be able to have, because really without, without that, you know, we can't make our difference. And for us as a company, without amazing speakers like Colin and, and all of our other clients, without them, we can't really, we can't fulfill our mission. We can't do what, what we need to do. So it really creates this collaborative win, 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 win situation where we're just all contributing from the right place. We're putting the right energy into it. And we're really just facilitating the same kind of experience that I had at this event for as many people in the world as we possibly can. That's a huge shift and very amazing. I am a student of Colin Sprake as well and been through business mastery. And um, I've had the opportunity to be in front of people to share some of my ways. And But the biggest thing that came out of my relationship thus far is being able to meet you and some of wow. the awesome, you know, faculty. Um, but what I really learned is this millionaire woman podcast stemmed from sitting at his event of business excellence, having a speaker on stage saying, this is what you can do with a podcast and the growth and the wild kind of roller coaster of this all has been phenomenal for me to hear from people about how the podcast has impacted them, how the people that I can bring or the messages that we share can impact and transform their lives and yeah i had chills as you shared that story because you never know what piece of information is going to resonate with someone and change their life that's right it would be just as easy for you to operate your business and do everything else you're doing and not do this podcast but it's when we put ourselves out there we get outside of what feels comfortable and our our kind of default just to stay where we're at you know object at rest wants to stay at rest yes. so it we really have to push ourselves and when i think back Everything good that's happened in my life, um, anything personal from meeting my wife to, uh, to all the business uh, ventures and, and really all of the success, I can, I can pull it and boil it all the way back down to 
wow, I got out of my comfort zone. I did, I took a risk. I took a chance. I did something that didn't, you know, that was kind of counter what I was thinking at the time, or I just, I exposed myself to more opportunities and I put myself in the way of the universe, you know? So I just, uh, I encourage everyone to do that and, you know, really just kick the door off the hinges. I feel like so many business owners and entrepreneurs are, are spending so much time and effort and money and resources looking for that door handle. I explain this a lot in our presentations. Yeah. I just encourage people just to kick the freaking door off the hinges and just step into your greatness and step into, you know, really, uh, really think bigger. You know, we're all just, we have such an amazing message and we all have something to share and, and something to add value to, to make the world better and to make, you know, people's lives better. And really it's, it's our responsibility as business owners and entrepreneurs to effectively do that. And, you know, that's where I think people like yourself being able to help so many people and business owners and entrepreneurs and, and you putting this podcast together and bringing in different experts. I think it's just fun, uh, fantastic. And I only, um, I only wish you more success and, and I'm excited to see uh, how this may impact people as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Levi, for your kind words. Um, the other thing when I was thinking about your, I have this visual of you just kicking the door. Was it just the business mastery or was there a certain point where you learned that you needed to step through that discomfort to get yourself to the place? Is there a certain event that happened that you realized, man, I need to start pushing through this and uh, moving out of my comfort zone more often? Yeah. So I think the first, if I kind of think of, of what big milestones happened along the way, that's, that's really been able to expedite an incredible amount of growth in a short amount of time. It was first starting with that why and identifying and connecting to that. So that kind of gets, it, it, it makes you heart-based. It makes you mission focused and really customer centric when you really connect with that why. That gets you up every day at, after the first year of business, second year of business, 20th year of business, you're still just as passionate as, and, and on fire as you were when you first started. So that's, I think, the first part. The second part would be really focusing. So for, for us being entrepreneurs and with so much automation, so many tools out there and so many ways that we can multitask our time, I think it's really important that we actually really focus. I think, I think too much we, we try to juggle too many things and do too many roles in our business and do too many things. And, and for me, myself, what that meant was I had about four different businesses at the time. So I had a, a live entertainment company in Australia. I had the digital ad agency. I had other kinds of things going on and other ventures. And, and what I realized was that, you know, 20% of my time split five ways is only increasing each business by 20%. I'm only giving effectively 20% to each one of these businesses. It wasn't you know, and, and none of them really received the full benefit of all the magic and all the, all the great energy I could put into it. So really focusing and saying, you know what, I'm going to exit out of these other companies. I'm going to stop these other ventures. I'm going to start saying no. I think it's very easy for us just to say yes and say yes and take on more opportunities. And just because you can do a lot of things doesn't mean you necessarily should be doing a lot of things. So for me, that was the next step of and that really took some guts for me because that meant that I had to burn the boats. So I had all these, I had these kind of backup plans and okay, well, if this, you know, event thing doesn't really work out, then I'll just go back to my other company. So for me, I had to burn the boats. I had to get incredible focus once I connected with my why. And then from that point, um, it's really, 
the next big milestone. Once, so that helped us craft our, our products and our service offerings because we're thinking, how can we serve our clients better? How can we make them lazier? How can we make our clients, um, how can we give them a more consistent result? You know, how can we increase that performance for them? So that helped us to that stage. The next glass ceiling that we had to break through, which has been really in the last six months, is identifying promotional partners that can expedite. I tell people all the time, I believe that we sped up about five years worth of growth had we done it on our own into about five months. No joke. And what that meant for us was finding speaker trainers, um, other, uh, other companies, other organizations who share the same core values, firstly, but secondly, they present a non-competitive overlap. And I teach this a lot from stage as well, as you probably remember as well. Mm. And it's, it's really in finding those opportunities where, you know, you're a nutritionist and someone else is a fitness instructor and you both have, you know, your, your customer databases where you can help each other. And you're, you know, so it's coming from that collaborative place. And so that has been what has just, been incredible for us is finding, hey, you've got, you know, 300 speakers and those are all of your clients. You're a speaker trainer. You help them with their stagecraft, with their, you know, uh, presenting, the messaging, all of that. Well, we are very complimentary to that type of service because we can teach how to obviously fill the events, do the marketing and the business side of, of, of the whole event industry. So in finding some of those um, partnerships, that was very uncomfortable for me because I've been the do it all myself. You know, it's hard for me to delegate and, and to let go of the control, right? Being more of a perfectionist. So for me, that was, that went against everything that felt like my default way of being and my def default way of thinking. But again, putting myself out there, getting out there. And that's where I think really kicking the door off the hinge is saying, I'm not going to stop until we find five promotional partners that all have big lists that can help promote our, our products and services. That means that we don't have to advertise for ourselves. It means that we can serve our clients to a much higher level because they have uh, expertise and they have things that could benefit our clients that we can't provide. So it's providing, again, another win-win situation, win-win-win situation. And the more we can do that, the more we can help support other organizations and be open to receive support as well. I think sometimes we feel like it's a lonely journey being an entrepreneur or a business owner. And again, just with that simple mind shift, um, that mindset change, you know, just go think about it a different way. And sometimes a new perspective can make all of the difference. And that's what it's really done for us. And challenging your assumptions, right? We make so mm. many assumptions about how things should be. And really, mm. do they need to be that way? Or is it time to do things differently? That's right. That's right. So one of the key phrases that you said that I want to dig into is about making your client lazier. What do you mean by that? It's a funny thing. And even when I say it, I think, oh, that sounds kind of strange. It sounds kind of weird. So one of the, you know, really operating from the place of being customer centric or client centric means that the first priority is the success and the transformation of your clients. And that's where the focus is. And I'll tell you what's nice is it takes the pressure off of yourself in a weird kind of way. It takes the pressure off yourself when you only think about serving and what's going to be best for my clients, what's going to create the best experience for them, what's going to create a remarkable experience for them. Remarkable means um, worthy of being talked about, 
right? So what's one little thing I can, I can put in there? Can I give someone a hand cream with, you know, their palm reading? That was one of the MYM students. And she thought, wow, that would be the coolest thing. I give a little hand cream. And every time they put on the cream, they're thinking about their palm reading and they're thinking about that engagement. So what's something, you know, what's something like that, that you can, that you can add to your service that's being customer centric to me. So I think when you operate from that place, you realize that anything I can do to take time uh, or bandwidth or resources or stress away from my customers, it's like they're your children. What can I do for my kids to make them happier, to make them, and and I, I think of it in a kind of a funny way of thinking like making them lazier. So in other words, if I can eliminate two hours of work for you filling out an entire form to send to me, and let's say that that's part of my process, well, if I can cut that down to a half an hour discussion and then I can do the rest of the work, you know, myself or with my team, then that saves you time. It makes you lazier. It's going, to, it's going to be more attractive to you because as a business owner and entrepreneur, you've got a million things to focus on. If I can, the more I can take off of your plate, the more I can control um, within our systems and our team, the better and more consistent result um, we can deliver for our clients. And so it's, it's kind of from that place that I think, make your customers lazier. You know, think of ways that you could make them lazier to where they, they don't have to do as much work. Or in other words, you achieve the result that they want with less effort, less time, and less headache from their end. And I think it's easier, like you had mentioned earlier, that at, at one point it was difficult to delegate. And I think part of it for any entrepreneur is that it's our baby, right? We've built this, we're growing it, we know what we envision for it. And to give some of that power away just scares the living bejeebies out of people. But you make it so it, it's not that it they have that trust, but also it's like, yeah, you, you, you take care of me. So I'm okay saying I don't need to do it all. I, and I think, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And, and I think it's important to know there is a distinction. So I think it's important to know what parts of your business, or your product or service are important for you to do or focus on because there's a lot of magic in that. So you don't want to lose the magic of your service, but there are ways that you can systemize and you can, uh, you can, you know, take a lot of time and bandwidth off of your plate by being able to delegate appropriately. So for us, we've created a, um, a system for promoting events that generates a consistent result. Now that system is very specific for specific speakers and specific types of events. So we get very refined versus, you know, a system that can just promote anything anywhere. And there's, there's a system for promoting webinars. There's a system for promoting eBooks and lead gen and there's a system for promoting events. So we've gotten really focused on that, and I've realized that there are parts in the process of what we do and, and the results we deliver for our clients that can be delegated quite easily, and there are parts that I still need to do. So the copywriting, when I work, when we first um, get a new client on board, I will do all of the copy myself because I feel like there's a lot of magic, there's a lot of um, you know, artistic and creative uh, things that all come about through that process. And that's important for me to still be involved in that and, and not lose that magic. But then once, you know, for the daily reporting or there's other things that you can delegate. So it's important to know, you know, and, and, and just to be self-observant and self-aware. You make a change, monitor the results, you know, and, and being open to that, I think, is really important. I've seen a lot of companies have been operating for 30, 40, even 50 years 
and they have not really changed any part of the process. But the process isn't serving them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the distinction, right? So, so understanding and being open to new things and being open to realizing that, you know, the, how you do what you do right now may not be the way that you do it in a year, may not be the way you do it in five years. So really being open to the journey and realizing that we're always a student, we always have more to learn, and just coming from a place of gratitude and awe for, you know, for life and for the journey and really appreciating that process and realizing that you know, it's, um, sometimes it's an overnight thing, sometimes it's not. But you know, we, we, we do the right things and we come from the right place. And um, you know, some of these shifts, especially the mindset, like I just look at everything that's, that has really contributed to lots of material success and really everything else. And it starts from the inner world. It starts, you know, from those six inches between the ears. And that is really what has changed my outer world, to be honest. So um, it's so, it's so awesome to hear that that's something that you're focusing on heavily is the mindset and really uh, helping people with that. Because the more I speak about marketing and advertising and things that would kind of seem unrelated to mindset, the more I realize it really is human behavior and it's human conditioning and it's our mindset. So yeah, that's phenomenal. So one of the things that I have to share with you and, and I meant to email you and I don't, I don't think I did is after your last presentation, you talked about pink Himalayan salt and I was out for a run and I'm like, thinking about all the things that I do. And I was like, I'm going to tell him I am pink Himalayan salt. <laughs> that <laughs> and, is amazing. Uh, but just for our listeners and, you know, the viewers, I want you to talk about the difference between regular salt and pink Himalayan <laughs> salt and how this <laughs> metaphor came to be. Because now when I'm in a store and I, and it's funny, and you're going to think this is crazy, but now every time I think of you, I think of this pink Himalayan salt. So I have this association that, it, it's something extra special and then grinding it. And it's about doing the work and being that unique someone who stands out in the world. So I'd love for you to share with us what that means. That's right. Yeah. People are probably thinking pink Himalayan salt. What the heck is she talking about? This is insane. So there's, there's in thinking about how we position ourselves. And if, if I look at my, what really contributed massively to my success, again, first it was, it was really getting clear about, and focusing really on what I wanted to do. And, and, when, and when you do that, really making yourself uh, stand out from the pack. So how do we do this? How do we differentiate ourselves? Well, we can think about it in terms of being commoditized or decommoditized. So I like to use this example when, um, when explaining the concept because I believe that a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs walk around introducing themselves as salt. So they say, hi, nice to meet you, I'm salt. Hi, how's it going? Salt. And this is what I was doing. So I'll give you a tangible example. I was introducing myself. Hi, I'm Levi. I have a digital ad agency. And that's what we, you know, that's it. <laughs> Hi, digital ad agency. Hi, digital ad agency. So what is everybody doing in their brain? What's happening when I'm saying that? Well, they're comparing me to every other digital ad agency they've ever come in contact with, they've ever engaged with. I'm comparable. I am commoditized, right? So the distinction was, focusing on the benefits and the results and niching down. So you hear a lot of people talk about, you know, find your niche and carve out your niche. Well, for us, it was going from a digital ad agency, which was kind of bland to we fill events. And even just saying the business name, people go, oh, oh, wow. What do you do? I said, well, we do exactly that. We fill events. And it, it creates 
it creates a conversation in an environment where I can explain the results and the benefits and I can focus on elements of my service that are really hard to compare. So it's, it's, it's not a haircut anymore. It's hard to compare pricing. So now I can be much more profitable because I have the opportunity of starting from a place of explaining the investment and the ROI. And now it's like we're starting from this place of ground zero versus had I introduced myself as I'm a digital ad agency or yeah, I give haircuts. You're instantly thinking, okay, it's about 20 or 30 bucks for a haircut. And it just kind of starts, it starts off on, on almost um, the wrong note for me. So I really want to start from, from a different place. And for us being able to niche down into that very specific area that we felt we can make the biggest impact and get the best results has really been tremendous because I believe everyone has hand-sized problems and they're looking for hand-sized solutions. So we want something very specific. That's what we really want and really need. When I say I'm a digital ad agency and I do everything, that doesn't sound as exciting if you were a speaker as hearing, hi, I, we're we fill events and we empower ethical speakers to amplify their message to the world and help people and do all this great thing. So it's coming from more of a mission-based place versus a CV-based place, more of an emotional and spiritual and connected place compared to a logical and you know, concrete place. So it's just a, di it's a different way of, at the end of the day, we're offering the same service more or less, but we're positioning it and we're speaking to exactly who we want and not just anybody who will pay us. Yeah. And that way you don't get frustrated when you realize that somebody might not have had the core, same core values as you, um, really identified with your why and you're not spending your time where you don't need to be. So it's better to be that pink Himalayan salt that stands out from the crowd. That's right. And a lot of times when you start saying no to what you don't want, the universe just creates more space for what you do want. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. And it's very challenging for us because we do want to say yes to everything. But when you start to say, no, this is exactly what I am. This is exactly what I do. This is the difference that I make. Again, coming from that customer centric place, I'm all about you. I'm all about you know, making sure that we're right for you. That's why we don't sell anybody. We won't take any business unless we've had a thorough discovery to make sure that we're a good fit, to make sure that you understand uh, everything that's going on and provide as much value and information as we can to help you through that process. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things that comes from that customer centric, and I, I know it's one of the philosophies in marketing as well, is you really need to speak into that radio station of what's in it for them. That's And, they, and it's what's in it for me is what they're looking at it. Because anytime someone's has an ad or, you know, has messages on their website, the first thing the person reading it or listening to it is saying to themselves is, so how does this relate to me? Why is this important to me? So what tools and tactics or strategies do you think that people should be using to get people to their website, but not only get them to the website, to start shifting that conversion. And I know so some of that might be part of your system, but some of the thing, simple things that people could start implementing that would really help things take off? I would say on a, very, on a very basic level, I would say really listen. And ha so have a conversation, have a human to human interaction, firstly. So in a world where everything's going more and more automated, I see that as an opportunity for people to get desensitized and I see it as an opportunity for us to add a human element to our funnel. Yes, there are times and there are places in our funnels or in our marketing plans and approaches where we should be um, 
fully automized. You know, we should be automizing our uh, our ads and the landing pages and a lot of um, and a lot of the email and the correspondence. But then there's a very specific time to take the conversation offline. So I believe before you present your core offer, you know, the core product service uh, that really got you into business in the first place. I believe that before you offer that or you sell that anywhere, I believe it really should have a human conversation. And during that conversation, ask a ton of questions and listen. You know, I say God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. So we should listen twice as much as we speak and really in understanding what your prospects, what your clients want and need is going to help you be able to laser focus in on that. And again, everyone wants something that's going to benefit them. That's what's in it for me. What's focus on those tangible results and benefits of your service. Don't focus on the features. The features don't matter. I don't care what features there are. I want the end result. I want that feeling. I want that, um, you know, so, so really focusing on that. And you'd be surprised at how many proposals from marketing companies and even marketing, big marketing companies that have been around forever, seven figure plus marketing companies that, that focus on all the wrong things. So rather than here's a menu of all of our products and services, go ahead and pick when you're ready. Um, so rather than that saying, Hey, what kind of things are, you know, what do you, it's, it's kind of like a waitress coming and asking you what you like and making recommendations. And it sounds great. We always go, you know, I always go personally with what the waitress says. If, if I feel like she understands what I'm looking for and what I'd like versus, you know, seeing a whole menu of things. So I think it's just taking an effort and really caring and really being customer centric and always thinking about them and how we can make their life easier. And that goes from the very first conversation when they're a prospect to the very first point of sale to the follow up and the, the upsells and just that whole client journey, constantly thinking about them and thinking about if I have 30 seconds to, <laughs> to convince and compel this individual that, you know, this is going to be a good fit for them. Or if this, you know, if I have 30 seconds to convert, what are the, what are the best ways and the, the what, what's the sexiest way I can position what I do? And to me, the sexiest way you can position what you do is through the results. So tell me what results and, and benefits I'm going to get. If I resonate with that, then the features and all the other things are just semantics or just details. So I, I really believe when you come from that place, the rest of the, the rest of it gets worked out. So when you got that 30 seconds, not only are you focusing on those benefits and I, I know I was on your website and it's 98.31% success rate that just, just like sold like, <laughs> like that. But also thinking about that catchy headline. So what is it about a headline that you see that people should be using to really grab that attention? Well, without going into way too, too much detail, our whole society is moved into a headline bullet point society. On our phones, we get news stories and we read the headlines. Everything is headline driven. So we should write our copy the same way. So rather than having a whole novel of text, we need to be super visual. We need to make everything visual and we need to even make our text visual. And that's a really weird concept. But if you think about it, headlines, you can pretty much digest and read them in about five seconds. Right when you look at something, if you see headlines, they're typically bigger, they're bolder, they pop out at you. You may not read all of the text that's super tiny, but you definitely see all of the headlines. So when we're thinking about how to, even how to speak, practice speaking in headline terms. What that means, speaking in headline terms or, or how to write like headlines, all that means is 
having the most amount of emotion in as few amount of words as possible. So cutting out extra words here and there, what that does is it helps people be able to scan it immediately and much more quickly get to the essence of what you're explaining and what you're, you are compelling them to do on that page. So I, I firmly believe that uh, the more we can embrace that and, and look at things like magazines. You know, they have headlines all over the place and those are to catch your attention. That's the purpose of them. Capture your attention, catch your attention, hook you in, right? They can be considered hooks. So once you start looking for that, you'll see it everywhere. And the more you can adopt that, the more you can work that into your communication style through your emails, through your SMSs, through the way you communicate verbally, through your landing page copy, through your ad copy, get right to the point, get right to the brass tacks, cut off all the frivolous things, focus on the tangible results and the benefits, and use less words with more emotion. You do that and you'll get to the essence of, of your message much quicker and everybody else will resonate with it much, much quicker as well. Thank you for the tips because it is all about getting the emotion because that's where a place where people buy from. But not only that is when they can see and feel that that could be the solution to exactly what they need, then we're doing a, coming from that place of service. That's right. They can resonate and they can connect with our message most importantly. And once they connect with our why, when they connect with that message, when they feel where we're coming from and that's going to benefit them, the other details are more in the logical brain. So appealing to the emotional brain first and then backing it up with, well, yeah, here's all the logical parts. I've had people say, I don't even know what it, what it costs. I don't even know what's included, but I know I need to work with you and I know that this is something I need. We hear that a lot and that's a great indication that we have really connected on an emotional level and on a why level. They, we totally resonate with our missions, so the rest just become details. So what would you say to someone who is maybe starting out in speaking and maybe they've had a few events that there's been four people in a room and they start questioning themselves whether they should continue? What would you tell them? I would say if you have a message that you know you need to share and you truly believe that you will make a tremendous impact in the lives that you interact with then absolutely stay with it. I would encourage you, uh, anyone listening, really, to come to our website and fill out the contact form. It comes straight to me, myself, directly, and I'd love to have a conversation, even if we're not a good fit, even if, uh, we, even if we don't work together. Our mission is to support the speakers out there who are making a difference, but are having the challenge of consistently filling their events. And that means, that doesn't just mean getting paid to do that, but that also means connecting with individuals and connecting with people and and giving resources and giving information where we can. So I would extend that um, to everyone listening and everyone watching as well. Um, because every situation is very different, very specific, um, we do have different strategies and different models. But again, it comes from us listening to your goals, your needs, where you're at, uh, having that conversation, taking out that time, connecting from us to you, and really operating from that place and seeing what makes the most sense and what will best serve you truly. Um, so I think that would probably be the best, um, the best course of action for anyone listening or watching along. And it might be from tweaking just the smallest thing or just doing a different strategy instead of doing the same thing over and getting the same results. Exactly. It could be the smallest thing. So yeah, I would be happy to explore that with anyone who is uh, actively seeking this journey. 
Awesome. Levi, you're so awesome. And, and I've had strategy sessions with you, so I, I do know the power behind it. And it really gets you thinking differently. So anybody considering it, please take Levi up on his offer. The power of the testimonial. What is involved in getting a testimonial that makes a difference? You know, many people, when they're asked for testimonials, they're like, ah, I don't even know what to say. Um, what, what kind of things do you think people should have in a testimonial? Where should they have them? Yeah, great, great question. So firstly, get as many testimonials as you can, period. It is something that as business owners and entrepreneurs, for some reason, it's, it's the same kind of thing that makes it challenging for us to contact past clients or even current clients, people we've already delivered a great result for and then they're done and we just tend to not focus on them. We think linearly, I've got to have new clients, new prospects, new leads. But I, I would encourage to get as many of those testimonials as you can and think about what testimonials do when somebody sees a testimonial and what happens for me when i'm looking at say a bunch of testimonials on a website on a landing page on a facebook page i'm more or less subconsciously looking for the person who reminds me most of myself who may be in my industry who may be my age who may be my gender who may be my ethnicity it's a strange thing but our subconscious says if there are people that look and feel and seem like me, then this seems like a safe environment. This seems like an environment that is right for me. So we like to get as many testimonials as possible. And when I ask for the testimonial, I just, uh, a lot of people say, oh yeah, write, write a script and I'll just say what you want me to say. Cause they're, you know, they want to help and, and that's great. But I always just say, look, just come from straight from the heart, explain what it was like, what it felt like to, to engage with us. Um, and explain some of the emotional, like, how did that make you feel when you showed up to your event and there were a hundred, you know, excited women to hear you speak? How did, how did that feel in contrast to when you were doing all of these networking events and, and spending all this time and effort to get six people in the room? You know, share a little bit of that journey. And I just say also, if you'd like to, you know, touch on the logical parts as well. People love to hear um, how much revenue was, was earned, what the ROI was. I spent this much money and I made this much money. We were very interesting in that we come from such a heart place, uh, emotional and spiritual side, but yet we focus when it comes to our, our, once we get all that stuff out of the way, then we really focus on the ROI and the finances because we know that that's what will enable the speaker to sustain their speaking activities. So I think it's, it's, yeah, really getting, um, really getting clear on that and coming from that place, it, it's going to, yeah, it'll make things much easier. And is there a certain place that people should have them? Or I, would put, I would put them, yeah, I would put them everywhere you can. So social proof, uh, and that can, that, that can be a video testimonial, that could be uh, a review, like on your Facebook page, the five-star reviews. The more you can do to encourage that, and some business even, uh, businesses even incentivize uh, I don't do that personally because I want a testimonial to be given from a place of they really feel like they want to give the testimonial. So we don't push it super hard, um, but I would use them all over the place. Anytime you can have someone else sell your products and services or your business for you, it just makes your, your life that much easier. It's like when you have a super warm referral come in and they say, you know what, I talked to so-and-so and just tell me where to sign. And that's the That's the kind of buying environment that we as business owners want to engage our prospects in. So why we use testimonials in our marketing and in the front end and, and publicly for everyone to see is because it helps people understand 
and get to know us a little bit more and have a better relationship with us before we have that first contact. So that zero moment of truth, when they've researched, when they've seen things about us, when they've been exposed to our brand and our message, that's why putting your message on your website, don't talk about just the features and, and your products and services. Talk about why, talk about your message, you're a unique individual, your story, share that because when people connect to that, they feel like they know you and understand you better. You will get better uh, quality prospects, you'll have better clients, and people will feel connected to you. So that is what marketing is. It's, it's doing as much legwork to make ourselves lazy, almost to make ourselves lazier if we think of that. Because I want people to have that conversation and come and say, and I just say, do you have any questions? So they've seen the brochure, they've seen everything about our company, they know everything that would normally take me two and a half hours to explain on a phone call of the charitable stuff that we're doing and all the different aspects of our company that I would want a prospect to know before they do business with us, I'm gonna put in my brochures, I'm gonna put on my website, I'm gonna put on our Facebook page, I'm gonna put anywhere I think it could be exposed to people. And that creates a much better relationship. Anyone listening or watching this video, if you do come through and we have a conversation, we have a discovery session, you will feel that much more connected you will, um, to me and you will have that much more information and knowledge uh, logically about what it is I do and where I come from after hearing this podcast than you would have had you just seen you know, an ad or, come, or just found our, our site organically. So that's kind of on a stripped down level, really what we're doing with marketing and through our messaging and through all of those digital assets that can sometimes get really confusing. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? It's so that we can start the relationship. We can develop the relationship quicker, more effectively and more, um, yeah, more consistently. Thank you. Um, one of the things that you have brought up in, in the court of the conversation is about gratitude. How, as a heart-centered entrepreneur, how do you leverage gratitude in your business? Well, I'll tell you just quickly personally. So I've come a long way with my own mindset. My old brain default would be to uh, literally, every time I would get an email, I'd see the notification pit in my stomach because I, would ex I was expecting a negative thing. I was expecting someone to say, oh, my page is broken or this isn't working, that isn't working. And it's not because that's what happens all the time. It, it's just because that was my default way of thinking, defaulting to the negative, defaulting to the you know, complaining or defaulting to that. And really it's in taking the focus away from myself and back onto the mission. And that's why having that why is so important because when those negative thoughts come seeping in, you know, now here's the tool that's, that's really helped me in my journey at least. So when I start having these negative thoughts come seeping back in, I start to feel like my old brain is coming back. What I do is first I become totally present because oftentimes when I'm worried, stressed, or anxious, it's because I'm living, I'm mentally living in the past or I'm mentally living in the future. I'm expecting a neg negative outcome or result or I'm dwelling on something that's already happened. Neither one of those help us at all. Logically, it makes no sense. It's not going to change anything if you were to worry or if you were to stress or if you were to be anxious. But sometimes that's not enough, just knowing logically, right? So I have this tool where I become super present. So all of a sudden, I just get rid of wherever I'm thinking in the future and past. And I say, I notice the trees. I look outside. Nature helps a lot too. Um, or, uh, or a spouse or another person or a pet, right? So I just connect and I just become present. And then the next thing I do is I fill myself with an immense wave of gratitude. So I just say, you know what? I am so thankful to be alive right now. 
to have my business, to have my family, to have my house, to have all of these great things that, is, that are making my human experience a total joy. You know, I'm just so thankful and so grateful. And I'll even, I'll, and I'll even have uh, gratitude for myself. So self-love is something that I've been, you know, really working on lately saying, and saying, Levi, I'm proud of you. When's the last time that you told yourself that you were proud of you? You know, those kinds of things. So I fill myself with so much gratitude and that really helps me get out of my, my kind of my negative perspective. Before I speak, if I start to get kind of nervous, what helps me in that is putting it all back into my mission, putting it all back onto the audience and thinking it's not about me, it's about serving them and it's about serving my mission. Uh, it's not on me, it's not in my head. I, and that really helps take a lot of the pressure away from myself and a lot of the nerves and the anxiety of, I want to say the right thing and I hope I do this and oh my God, what are they, and are they going to judge me? Are they going to think I'm weird? And it's like, you know what? I'm not here for me. It's not about me. It's about you. It's about them. It's about our mission. And that's why, again, starting with that, why starting with that mission underpins all of your success because without it, you know, when you have these rocky moments, you don't have much of a foundation to stand on right? You'll be looking for the door. You'll be looking for the handle. You'll be looking for your backup plan. So I had to burn the boats. I had to exit out of my other companies. I had to say, you know what? I'm going to focus just on this and everything else, you know, is, is, uh, is secondary. So that's what's really helped me on my journey. Um, I think everybody has their own tools and things that probably help with a lot of the, the negative mindset, but it's been tremendously valuable for, for me and for our organization as well. Thank you for sharing that because I, I think we take for granted gratitude. We might be grateful, but really being able to be present with that moment and really focus on what we are grateful for, especially that self-love because it's so easy for us. Oh, it's nothing. Just carry on to the next thing. But it is something because you brought it to the world and it fuels your why. And without that, people don't understand what your mission is and they can't support you in reaching that either. So That's what right. one book that has transformed your life? The one book that you said, you know what? I'm so glad it came at this time. The Habit of Breaking Yourself. I think that's the name of, I'm going to look it up because it's been a while since I read sure. it. It's like the number one book that I can't even remember the name of. It's Joe Dispenza. I know that. I'm just going to look it up on my uh, little audible thing here. Absolutely. I'm sure it's The Habit of Breaking Yourself. And really what it explores is yeah, it's uh, oh, breaking the habit of being yourself by Joe Dis by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and Joe Dispenza is great in the whole mindset and, and all of that world. But what this has helped me understand is that you know what we're very interesting beings, and we're caught between two kind of two absolutes, and we're we're not fully material, like we're not a rock, we're not all material but yet we're not all spiritual being. We're not just all spirit and consciousness and flow and all of that. So we're kind of a mix. Yeah. So, so really we have this untapped potential and these, these quantum opportunities. And that's what it's exploring is, is how our mindset really, how our inner world really changes our outer world and how to be resilient with your inner world to where no matter what's happening externally, you have that deep resolve and that confidence and you are unshakable. And it's through a lot of these different tools and it's through practicing and really being aware of yourself, of your mind and how your mind works. So this talks about how the synapses in your brain 
how actually when we feel anxious and negative and, and stressed, that's an actual chemical. Cortisol is flowing through our bodies. And cortisol was designed when, an, when a lion is coming to eat us to get us the heck out of there, to fight or flight. But it was designed to do just that for a limited period of time, right? And what cortisol does in a negative sense is it takes a lot of energy, but it's got to get that from somewhere. So it stops things like hair growth and it stops things like your nail growth and certain organ functions because you don't really need that stuff when you're running for your life, right? Well, the society that we've created is one in which we're almost always anxious. We're almost always worried and, and stressed about, about things. And when we operate from that place, we are stifling our creativity. We are stifling our true nature. We're not able to become and really step into what we were designed to do, which was to play, to enjoy this human experience, to enjoy the phenomenon that is part matter and part infinite being. And in this kind of purgatory that we're caught in between these two worlds, and we don't really know what happens beyond this, but at least we have this, this unique opportunity where we have no instruction manual. We're plopped down on this earth. Nobody tells us what, what we're here to do. If we were supposed to serve a very finite purpose, then we would all be worker bees or we'd all be workers you know, producing something that contributes and helps something else. But instead, we're just kind of, we're here and it's up to us to find our truth and to decide what it is we're here to do and why it is we do what we do. And so I think it's easy to get inundated with the day-to-day. -day, and I'd like to encourage everyone to just take a moment, whether that be 30 minutes that you meditate, whether that be just when you start to feel negative, when you start to feel kind of depressed for no good reason, think logically. Will it help me to be stressed about this future event? Will it help me being nervous before I go on stage? But then identifying that there are tools that you can use that may help you on your journey, such as for me being present, filling myself with gratitude, <sighs> taking the pressure off myself. It's not about me. It's not about me. Just think about them. Think about them. What's going to help them come from that place? And all of a sudden, it's not just me. All of a sudden, I'm connected. I'm tapping into the infinite part of me, which is much, much bigger and, and more profound than anything, you know, my little logical brain could, could spin up. Yeah. So I think you answered part of my next question. But I think there's a little bit more that I'm sure you can share on this. If you were to give one piece of advice to our viewers or listeners about how to step out of your comfort and into your potential, what would that be? One piece of advice to step out of your comfort zone and into your potential. I would say that, like Tony Robbins says, there's only two emotions in the world. There's love and there's fear. And I think about everything as being good energy and bad energy. I know those words are kind of woo-woo and they're used and overused, but really everything is good energy or bad energy. Good thoughts, bad thoughts. You can come from a place of love. You can come from a place of fear. When you constantly come from a place of love and gratitude, you, everything else in your being aligns with that. So when you come from that place, when you start from that place, and when you focus on that, the other things work themselves out. It's amazing. I, I was reading this study where they interviewed millions of people right before they died. They asked them, what's the biggest regret that you have? The number one answer is, I wish I didn't worry about things so much because 99% of the things I worried and stressed and was anxious about never happened. And it robbed me of all of those present moments. So keep in mind, you know, we, we tend to, it, when, when you have so many present moments that are being robbed and stolen from us because we're thinking in the future, the past, we're stressed or anxious, all of those moments added up 
equal your whole life. And you get to the end of your life and you realize, wow, I wish I would have stopped and smelled the roses a bit more. I wish I would have played in this human experience. I wish I just didn't worry about stuff because A, it didn't help me. It didn't change anything. And B, most of the time it never ended up happening. But it robbed me of that magic and those moments. So really come from that place. And I truly believe the rest of the things work themselves out. You will have so many new philosophies, so many ideas, so much creativity that comes from that place of coming from a place of creation instead of consumption. We're not here to consume. We're not here to, you know, to just have to, to live 70 years and die. That's, that's not, that can't be it. And if it is, I, I, don't, I choose not to believe that, you know? So I think there's, there's a tremendous amount of potential within all of us. We're all here for so many amazing reasons. And it's really through seeking. It's really through coming from a place of love that we will experience the full potential of everything the universe has in store for us, which is an infinite potential. Every choice, every second, there's an infinite amount of things that could happen. Put your mind towards what you want. Put your mind towards the positive things you want to happen. Because I believe that that energy can help materialize what we want in our lives. And you know what? Here's the secret. Even if it doesn't, it makes us feel good. Even, even if it doesn't materialize things and attract them, it makes us feel good and we enjoy that moment. And isn't that, isn't that better than expecting a negative outcome or a negative result and being robbed of that present moment? So that's how I choose to live. I believe fighting, I believe arguments and things are just totally pointless. And I've come to this conclusion and it's helped me in my marriage, it's helped me in my relationships, it's helped me in my relationships with my staff and with my teams and with our partners and with our clients. When you start to realize some of these basic things that seem so simple, but you really, you really see it from a new perspective, sometimes that can make all the difference in your life. And I really hope that that's, uh, that will be all of your experience as well. Well, I definitely believe the people who are listening, viewing are meant to meet you today, Levi, but also to hear the message that could be really transformational in their business and their life. So I want to thank you so, so much for all the wisdom you've shared with us today. Thank you. Um, thank we're you. We're blessed to have you. And uh, how can people stay in touch with you? Very simply, just go to our website, wefillevents.com. Uh, funny enough, I'm on Facebook all the time. I can't remember a day in the last you know, almost decade that I haven't been advertising on Facebook, but I don't have a Facebook profile. So I'm a, I'm a bit of a mysterious guy, but I'm on LinkedIn. So feel free to add me there and connect with me there. And of course, come through our website. We'd love to uh, connect and hear your story and, and hear what all great things you're looking to do in the universe and hopefully be able to support you and, uh, and, and make that um, realize even quicker for you. So. Thank you so much, Levi, for your wisdom. And like I said, there's so many awesome nuggets and I can't wait to hear from the feedback. But most of all, I'm grateful for you for being on the show today and just being able to continue to have that connection with you and learn from you as well. Thank you so much. The honor is all mine, absolutely. And I'd, I'd always love to uh, be a part of anything that you're doing. So thank you for being uh, allowing me to share some of these things and hopefully, uh, make an even bigger impact. So thank you so much. And thank you everyone for uh, listening and for opening your hearts, opening your minds, opening your thoughts and really being receptive to, uh, to a lot of these ideas. I think I know it's going to have a tremendous impact in your personal life and your professional life and on your uh, emotional and spiritual journey as well. 
Well, one of the biggest things that we're living with today is being open to the opportunities, getting your mindset in the right place, taking those opportunities to grab those testimonials when people are really passionately sharing with you how you have impacted their lives. And it could be the one person who might have taken their life that day, or it could be that you help someone and it changes the destiny of their revenue coming in, whatever it is, connect to your why and go forth and step out of that comfort zone because you have so much potential to do so many great things. I would love for you to go over to my website, book a discovery session. If you're interested in coaching, go over to wefillevents.com, have a discovery session with them, seeing if they can help you. And if not, you know that you're going to get gems, nuggets, diamonds of wisdom by talking to Levi and his team. Just phenomenal growth. I also would love for you to go over to iTunes, share this episode with other people. We're also on YouTube. Share this episode because the content here is so valuable that can be transformative to so many people. And, and again, it's the testimonial, it's a, the gratitude, it's the different mindset practices that can be really impacting the lives of, for yourself as well as others. Don't just watch it or listen to it once. Do it over and over because each time I assure you, you will gain something more. Otherwise, you can go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com to learn more about what, how I can best serve you. And as Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to be in the world. And my wish for you is to always make today great. Take care, everyone. Thanks again, Levi. Thank you so much.